Welcome back, my peoples. It's time for episode two of It's a Trine Thing. In case you temporarily misplaced your brain and forgot who we are, I'm Micah Hauser, and I'm joined by my fellow hooligans, Lake Guan and Ian Price. Hey, yo. We just wanted to give everybody a quick thank you for all the great feedback we heard from the last episode. It was really nice to get random texts from people across campus that I haven't talked to in like weeks saying, hey, I listened to the podcast. It was fantastic. So I just wanted to, we just wanted to say thanks for that. And if by any chance administration from Trine has listened to our first episode and didn't like our content, they're really going to hate this one. All right, let's get into it then. So this week we have all kinds of fun things in store, but first we've been getting some questions about Ian's nickname. Ian, do you want to explain that? I really should have just left those out, but I think uh, Lake could kind of <laughs> take away. Take the reins on this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't exactly one of the ones that came up with Big Gay specifically. That was our roommates, Trace and Noah. And it what it boils down to is, is we wanted something kind of tongue-in-cheek to call him. And calling him Big is just mean, and calling him Gay is also mean. But we figured that Big Gay is just a stupid thing to like shout across the apartment, and it's kind of funny. And if you don't know Ian, he is a very tall human being, so... Yeah, he's, he's massive. He's very big. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or an insult at this point, but... <laughs> All right. Well, now that that mystery has been solved, we're going to get into things now. So the big topic for this podcast episode is the wonderful Trinevilla Meth Lab. I know uh, some people may have heard of it, but I think the majority of people nowadays have no idea what it is. And it's really sad that students barely know that we had a meth lab on campus. I think that's pretty epic. Even though it was in 2012, I can understand why people may not know about it, but it did happen. So for those of you who don't know what the Villa Meth Lab was, on um, 419, a chemistry student named John Blevins got busted for making a meth lab in one of the villas. It should be noted that there was a story going around for a while that he was like completely let off, let off the hook, and they just enrolled him. But from what Micah seems to have dug up, that is not actually the case. Oh, I did so much research voluntarily. There's things you can search people's criminal histories on. So I went on one of those and I found that he got slapped with a year and a half sentence, but he only served 60 days in community corrections with 16 months probation. And then eventually they got it knocked down from a felony to a misdemeanor. So I'm sure he's doing okay. I don't know. I didn't really look for him personally. I just wanted to see what happened around this time. And yeah, he uh, got his sentence greatly reduced. So I, I, good, good for him. <laughs> So I Googled it just to kind of see what it looked like. And you would think it looks like, you know, like a scrawny little engineering oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, I was expecting a tiny Kimmy guy. No, the dude is scary and just massive looking. It's disturbing. Yeah, but. his neck is as thick as his skull. But yeah, this happened. And some of the research I found was on an article posted about it the next day, which was on um 420, ironically enough, about meth. I found that hilarious. And I found some tweets from Trine students at that time, and I felt like they're pretty savage. So I'm going to pull out some of the um, best ones for you guys, if you're ready. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Attention Trine students. Trine now has an available minor in meth manufacturing. Limited slots available. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got another one that's... Meth manufacturing. <laughs> the next one was Division Three in Sports, Division One in Meth. That... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> our sports suck, but our meth is great. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I think the sports are half decent, but the meth's just fantastic, apparently. Is that also in the tweet? No, that was just oh. me. I oh, think. okay. I gotcha. The next one is hashtag try and meth lab. 
proving that Greeks at Trine are not the problem. I can get behind that one. Yeah. 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 Greeks get a really bad rap, but those meth guys just really go overboard. And then the final one is, I see nothing about hashtag Trine Meth Lab in the student handbook. Hashtag loophole. So if they don't tell us not to do it. <laughs> I do know somebody that actually got another rule added to the handbook. And what was that? Wait, what? So it was, I won't give any names, but uh, it was back during our, would have been sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And he was pulling people around campus behind his truck on like sleds and stuff. Got pulled over by campus safety. And because of him, and it wasn't in the handbook, so he was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But that rule was added to the handbook just because of that. That's so tragic. That sounds like fun. I would want to get dragged on a sled behind someone's car. Like, who cares if I accidentally get flung when they turn a corner and, like, hit a wall? You know, it's worth it. It's a great story later on. Stop sign, break your nose. (laughs) After the hospital (laughs) visit, like, that's epic. I feel like there's better ways that you could break your nose, though. Like, way more entertaining ways. I don't know. Well, it's cold outside, so maybe you wouldn't feel the pain because your nose would be frozen and broken. I mean, it was negative uh, 40 last year, so with the wind chill. Negative 40? Oh, yeah. The... Oh, God. I remember my eyelashes froze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. That's hilarious. Because I was waiting on, on Hope. So oh, Ian okay. and I would go down to Bob Evans, but of course I was wearing a ski mask because I don't want my face to freeze off. And um, I was standing there as Hope was sitting in her car watching this six foot two, six foot three guy in a ski mask wander around the parking lot for 10 minutes. So if you're on Trine's campus and a very tall dude with a ski mask and a black trench coat, pea coat thing comes walking towards you, 50% chance it may be a mugger, 50% chance it may just be Lake Juan. I I don't wander around campus that much, so I'd say (laughs) it's a a lot better chance of being a mugger than 50-50. He's lying. It's probably both at the same time. (laughs) Are you saying that I go around campus mugging people? (laughs) I don't know what what you're talking about. Oh, man. But back to the meth lab. No meth labs have been made here since 2012, which I don't know. I, it sounds like I'm encouraging people to make meth. I, I'm not. I just think it's hilarious that it happened here. It's, you know, Google Trine University meth lab. It'll pop right up. Mm-hmm. All of the details, all of the good stuff. And I think more people should keep the memory alive. Yeah, because that's a, that's a good one that I heard my freshman year in uh, Gen Chem. But I haven't heard really anybody mention it since then was this the, around the time breaking bad was still going strong maybe maybe i, I never 2012 let me think they did oh like, yes what, like, okay i just looked it up it went from 2008 to 2013 so did breaking bad inspire the meth lab or was this kid just really into meth i mean i'd heard that he was doing it just to see if he could but clearly i also heard that he was let off the hook entirely because he was cooperative and he got a misdemeanor so don't the chemists I was a little also, misinformed. Sorry to cut you off, but don't That's the chemists fine. also get shown how to like synthesize meth as a lab or in class or something? I, I've, know, I've heard of that happening. I know that they're shown how to, I think, distill alcohol or like how to synthesize alcohol or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know necessarily about methamphetamine. <laughs> I think I've heard me. Maybe. I don't know. It's all speculation. Mm-hmm. One day back in high school my junior year i convinced this kid i sat next to that i was a cocaine dealer i gave him i gave him a business plan specifics on where i kept my product details on my workers like this kid thought i was dealing coke for a whole class period and i take pride in that (laughs) persuasion skills like those skills man to make some kid think me this like tiny blonde chick who was kind of clueless back in the day in high school that she was selling coke I mean, it really just speaks to your 
persuasive personality, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to like question everything about you two now. <laughs> well, maybe I do uh, sell Coke. Good. Good I sell Coke? Wait, n- no, no, good that he'll question us. Oh, didn't you say there was a weed farm? And Reiner's. I don't, okay, unconfirmed people, unconfirmed, but I heard from a girl that I think either last year or early this year, someone had a pot farm going in Reiner's, but again, unconfirmed, I not really, sure. I couldn't find anything to substantiate that. I really hope this was around the same time that the fight club started out, so you could, you know, smoke a, smoke a J while beating the crap out of somebody else. <laughs> Reiner's? <laughs> I don't know what's going writers on is writers. crazy. Isn't that supposed to be the honors yeah. dorm for kids? Because I lived there freshman year, and we, they had a big hall meeting. Like, yeah, we're kicking you guys out. You got to find somewhere else to live. And we're like, gee, thanks. Like, they completed the building, and everything just went downhill from there. I don't know, yeah. man. But yeah, moving on to our next topic that I think Lake actually has a lot of the details on. Oh boy. I did promise you guys, or I think he promised you guys some uh, fraternity vigilante shenanigans. Frat Batman. Oh, oh, oh boy. So first off, it's important to know some of the background behind why this sort of thing happened or was brought up, didn't happen. Without going into too much detail, without like naming names or anything like that, for the last about a year or so, um, there have been a few students here on campus. About two years. About two years-ish, something like that. Yeah. have been kind of notorious for starting fights at parties in a few places off campus. And not just like little slap you in the face, like hardcore, like send a dude to the hospital. Yeah, uh, with a broken nose. Yep. Mm -hmm. And as a result of this, the (laughs) Inner Fraternity Council here on campus. Which is basically the governing board for male Greek life. Yeah, it's all all of the, uh, the fraternity presidents and representatives and whatnot. The president tried to make a motion to create what is effectively frat Batman, frat vigilantes. And what was the abbreviation? <laughs> um, it was the Interfraternity Council of Emergencies. Or... Which is abbreviated as ICE. Yeah. So they would all have a little <laughs> they'd all have a little snowflake pin and they would basically use what was, what was the app? Zillow, the, the walkie talkie app. Zello. Zello. To communicate if there was an emergency and talks of them actually patrolling campus nightly were discussed. It should be noted that evidently this idea was not shared by any other member of IFC. It was pretty much the president's idea to bring that forward. And the Trine faculty had some pretty massive problems with the idea of uh, vigilantes. I don't know. I also don't think the person who created it had any societal awareness at the time because ICE is, you know, kind of the immigration services and snowflakes are It's kind of an insult yeah. towards certain people. So... I just think that's a weird, kind of ironic, horrible combination of yeah. things. I mean, if you saw some guy and you're coming back from a party later or something and he's wearing a snowflake, <laughs> what's your first thought going to be? Like, how big is a snowflake? Like, they could get uh, them, like, snowflake hats, snowflake shirts. Like, what are we talking? It was somewhere between the size of a penny and a nickel. So it was, it was big enough that you could tell as long as it wasn't like blending into your shirt. They should have gone full force. Like, if this ever did happen, they should have made them capes. Capes with snowflakes on them because masks. Yeah. (laughs) I know at one point they had mentioned maybe using like recording camera, like like those police uh, chest little body cameras, body cams. Thank you. In order to record, because one of the major issues I believe as to why action hasn't been taken and this sort of thing is because 
there's no solid evidence as to who it is. It's all hearsay and it's all circumstantial. So they're talking about using microphones and body cams and all sorts of crazy stuff. It's like a police force. Yes. No, like full, full-fledged full vigilantes that would patrol campus. I could see how it would be misused. I could see how could, some people yeah. would embody it perfectly. They'd be like the Superman vigilantes. And then other people, you'd be like, this guy's sketchy. Why is he in a snowflake? I'm going the opposite direction. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where you can see the logic behind it. And it, and it does make sense. But... Everything else. <laughs> Everything else. When you get to like the practical, you know, the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah. It's just not a great idea. Well, I mean, yeah, but we have heard stories of that group like jumping people on campus. There is that. Yeah. But that's definitely a police issue. That's yeah. not. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. something that students should deal with. So the moral of the story is if someone starts a fight with you, find witnesses and call the police. Don't don't hope that. Batman will come save you. On a slightly lighter note, <laughs> so these two are roommates. Ian and Lake are roommates, and mm-hmm. their good friend oftentimes just kind of shows up in their room. And I think you two oh, have a rather entertaining yeah. story from recently. So we're not going to name names here. Do it. Do it. Okay, Jesus, we're we're looking at you. Um, <laughs> oh God, which which story is it this time? <laughs> let's let's give a quick best of. Like that time that he stacked laundry outside of our door because we wouldn't let him in. What about the patio chair? The patio chair, yeah. Um, this was shortly after we had started locking our door um, pretty recently. And Jesus would wander back on campus around 3 a.m. after going to the bar. Karaoke yeah. nights. Karaoke night. Having a good night. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to get home. Everything's legal. Don't worry. And <laughs> he would wander back and he would, to be funny, uh, mess with stuff in our room. For one example, he would drag he dragged one of the patio chairs out in front of the UC into our apartment and just left it on the left it in our those uh, heavy like wiry yeah. mm-hmm. clunky chair. And of course, he forgets until he comes in our room the next yeah, day. Yeah, because he shows up hi. all the time, and he's um, just like, "Oh shit, I, f- I remember this now." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> um, one night he piled all of this. No, I don't think all of the spare. Um, it was just all the stray socks and a laundry bag and an iron. Yeah, so all the stray stuff that nobody has claimed or wasn't like in a pile. And he piled it in front of our door, like ironing board, iron, uh, socks, oh, laundry bags, everything. He tried the ironing board and he goes, that's too heavy. Oh, so he, he just said forget <laughs> it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but because I had locked the door that night, so I'm like, it's late. Jesus is going to be here. Like his name's Jesus, but fear Zeus, fear Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't don't get us wrong here. He's a, he's a very good. Oh yeah, you know I love Jesus. So I like the door, and then uh, wake up the next morning like six a.m. and there's this little pile of goodies. <laughs> little pile of, of goodies. <laughs> yeah. They uh now have a little flow chart right when you leave their room. A little sticky note flow chart <laughs> of when to lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> our, our roommate Noah made that. It's way more in depth than it needs to be, but it literally covers every possible scenario of how many people are in the apartment, how long will you be gone, and it's fantastic because of just how in-depth, and I can only imagine how long it took him to actually make that. Knowing Noah, he probably did that in 10 minutes. Yeah. Because that's actually how he thinks. He's super smart. Mm -hmm. Going back to Zeus backtracking a little bit, Mm -hmm. there was another night the door was unlocked. And I woke up to him shining a flashlight on his phone in my face. Mm, I remember that one. Poking me in the shoulder. <laughs> and uh, how'd you take that? He goes, I, I let him borrow a Hawaiian shirt for a party. And he's like, I had to give you back your shirt. I had to give it back. I'm like, you couldn't do it tomorrow morning? And he's like, 
No, I had to give it back. It's of vital importance. Oh, God. So uh, there's one last thing I really want to hit on before Speaking we... Speaking uh, shirts. <laughs> before we uh, end this episode. So I was talking to one of my professors, and she mentioned the old faculty dress code when we were still tri-state. And the administration one day suddenly unveiled the super abrupt strict dress code. It was so strict that it made national news. So in 2007, the Chronicle published an article called Professors Must Dress Up or Face a Dressing Down at Tri-State University. This dress code kind of forbid leggings, scuffed shoes, croc-style shoes, shorts, hats, dental art, which I'm assuming is like grills or something. I don't know if that was an issue. Dental art? Dental art. Teachers had grill work. I I don't know, but it was included. And they also had mohawks. Don't know if that was an issue either. Mohawks were on the list. They also forbid facial piercings, visible tattoos, a lack of visible undergarments. You had to show? Like, I'm assuming, uh, like, if you had your bra strap showing, like, oh, God, no. But wait, it says it it banned a lack of visible undergarments. Sorry. You have a lack of visible undergarments. So I guess if you're not even wearing a bra and you're nipping out a bit, you could get in trouble or something. I don't know. That makes no sense. Does that mean you would have to show off your boxers? So I could go streaking through Faywick and it would be totally okay. Like, I guess maybe, like, if your butt crack was showing and you didn't have underwear and they're like, oh, you don't have underwear on. Like, we're firing you. I don't know. Let's uh, keep keep going. Anyways, yeah. So then they also had cross-gender garb, clothes with logos slash designs in conflict with the culture of Tri-State University. What's the culture of Tri-State University? I mean, it can probably be basic, like, no other school logos, but I have a feeling it was also, because we're a very conservative campus. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was like graphic tees with phrases on them that people wouldn't like or something. That I, I don't know. The last item was no hair outside of natural color. So you could only have like blonde, brown, black. <laughs> yeah, these were all of the rules. And of course, none of the professors had input on this. So naturally, they all wore all of the things that were banned. I hope someone God, had a mohawk. That would have been a glorious day to show up to school. Your professor's standing there with a purple mohawk and... Real work. Liberty grills. <laughs> and you're a freshman on your first day and you're like, oh, God. what is happening? You've, you've been six. You haven't been able to come to class and you show up and your professor's standing there with like golden teeth with like diamond studs and purple mohawk. Purple mohawk. Um, yeah. So after that unveiled, they repealed it. Obviously, since it made national news and they were facing backlash, the administration had the good sense to be like, oh, never mind. We're taking this back. So now it's just the normal dress code. I, they still can't wear jeans but they are slightly more free in what they wear than the I, brief stunt in 2007. What? This is one of those cases where you, you hear about it and you just have to think to yourself, what made them believe that they could get this through without any issues? No one would second guess it. No one would ask, like, ask themselves, maybe this isn't cool. The real question is, if it hadn't made national news, would they have repealed it? I would like to say yes, they would have anyway. I don't know. I don't think it, they would have. I don't. I don't believe they it's would a have. Trine. It would have been a trying thing. It's a trying thing. It was a trying thing temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Even trying's a private school. They can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. I know. I heard a little whisper that someone's considering potentially like banning in the future <coughs> for faculty banning visible tattoos and possibly nose rings. I've never seen a faculty member with a nose mm-hmm. ring or a tattoo. There are, they do exist, I promise. Well, keep in mind, both of us are in the engineering department, and not a whole lot of those professors are that you can rocking see. studs. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's a potential thing. And I really hope they consider the 2007 event and how poorly that went over. And, you know, this is the 21st century. Tattoos are not as big of a deal as they used to be back mm -hmm. in the day. So I think if they really consider this rule, like there's going to be some big issues. I know students would probably, if they heard about this, they would be pissed. Like that's just not fair to professors. Oh, yeah. I, I Unless you have some myself. tattoo of like something super vulgar on like your chest or your forehead. I can understand that. But if it's just normal tattoos, like that's ridiculous. So I just wanted to put that out there. Do you guys have any last comments before we wrap up? I'm glad that you did all of that research voluntarily. I was under the impression that one of your professors was standing on a stool with a whip going, Wacha, wacha. <laughs> um, no, I do this all voluntarily because I find it interesting and want to inform students on all the shenanigans Trine has done all, and happened here. All these juicy topics are coming out of the woodwork. What will we find the deeper we dig? <laughs> so, yeah, send this podcast to your friends, your family. Like, you know, this is some interesting stuff. We want to get it out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, sadly, it's time to wrap things up. And we do want to hear from you guys. So even if you don't verbally tell us anything, you can DM us. My social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter, it's at mhauser14. So you can DM me with any juicy stories or secrets you've heard. I don't know if you dudes want to share your social media. I think mine's just at lake.wan. I have a single picture on there. And I never use it, but if you message me, I'll probably check. I mean, kudos to you. You're no longer an internet ghost. There was no trace of you on the internet like a year or two ago. <laughs> yeah, shortly shortly before he started dating me, there was literally nothing on the internet. So when she went through the recursory internet stalking to make sure I wasn't a complete psychopath, only a partial psychopath, she was came up to me one day. convinced you were a psycho because there was nothing. Yeah, she came up to me one day. She was like, Lake, I, I, I couldn't find anything on you. Like literally nothing. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Okay, I'm moderately crazy. Well, no, you're not, you're not crazy. Everybody does it. <laughs> so the whole like I don't know mask. anybody who doesn't trench coat thing might have some merit to it no it, it has no merit no no <laughs> no merit mm -mm. oh man quick shout out to jesus you're a real g I feel like we shit on you a little bit today we, we did you're, you're, you're seriously a great friend we love you dude all right well we will see you guys next episode where we discuss some shenanigans that happens around halloween on campus after all it is spooky season i am so excited Oh, it's going to get weird and scary. <laughs> All right, deuces, my friends. See y'all next time. Until next time. <laughs>